What's up, everybody? This is Dark Masic with Brutally Delicious, coming at you with a review of Dreamwalkers, Inc., brand new album, The First Tragedy of Clahera. Wow, that was hard to say. So Dreamwalker, Inc.'s first album came out back in 2019, and unfortunately, you know, that's a terrible time to start a career right before COVID when you probably can't tour behind it. That said, they very boldly released a live album in 2020. I don't know when it was recorded, but that's like an oxymoron. A live album from 2020? I would swear that was like the password to a speakeasy or something. They then followed that up by releasing this on Black Friday. I guess it's not like years of yore where people actually go to stores because Cyber Monday is mostly taken over. But still, bold choices. Stylistically, this band was pretty hard to describe. There are swaths of the album that actually did not strike me as metal at all. Parts of it were kind of like a swing rock, like swing style music meets rock. Not quite like Diablo Swing Orchestra, but that vein. There were definitely some heavy tracks in the album, It Lives probably being the most prominent. But there were also quite a few tracks that were more proggy and rocky. Like, what's a term for like rocky styled metal? Colorado metal? I don't know. The vocal performances on this album are great. I think it's primarily a vocal-focused album, which is weird because most metal is guitar-focused. There are both male and female vocals here, and they're all kicking ass. So while I normally talk about what songs were standouts, I will do that later. I just want to point out that this song is really a story. And more so than most other concept albums, this one really leans into the idea of making you feel like you're in the midst of whatever is going on. I plan to go back and reread all the lyrics. Maybe there's a synopsis that came with the album because they did such a great job of making you feel like you were in the midst of this. I'm going to take hell from this, but I think the immersion factor here is far greater than a Nightfall in Middle-Earth. So talking about some of the songs, early on in the album, Child of the Blood Moon is definitely a standout. I remember the vocals here being really, really nice. Broken Puzzle Piece. There was a really cool chorus here that made great use of a choir vocal style. The male voice in this song reminds me of an early James Labrie. And to a lot of people that seems negative, but come on, James Labrie on Images and Words was great. Celebration. This was a wonderfully cathartic track. I can tell that it's something like a festival in their story. Some of the guitar stuff in a weird way kind of reminded me of Trans-Siberian Orchestra. It had this vibe, even though it's not at all about Christmas, but it evoked the same kinds of feelings. I presume a lot of you might work corporate jobs, and there's definitely a sigh of relief we all breathe after Thanksgiving, which is like, okay, phew, year's over. We got a couple weeks of respite. This reminded me of that. Lastly, the album closer, Chain of Consequences. I repeat, chain, not train. This is not a Megadeth cover. It's about 11 minutes long. It's a great closer. More of that, you know, cathartic album ending stuff that wraps the story and the conflicts and makes you feel like life is better after you've heard it. The song itself is a slow burn, but boy, is that payoff worth it. So you released your first album right before COVID. Then you released a live album during COVID, during like 2020 peak COVID. Then you released this album on Black Friday. I'm thinking next release is next year on election day. How's that for an idea? Another concept album. You record two, and depending on who wins the election, you release one of them the day after. I kid, I kid. 
you did a great job with this. I definitely want to go back and listen again, and this time perhaps read the lyrics to totally get what's going on. It's hard to get concept albums on a first go, but inspiring people to listen again is doing your job to the max. Rock on. Hey everyone, it's Chris Pandolfi inviting you to check out the new season of my podcast, Inside the Musician's Brain, with new episodes airing now. Hearing it in that room, these guys playing this thing and trying to figure out how to play this song was mind-blowing. It's so inspiring to know there's so much more to it than you ever thought, and it just opened another door. But when people find faith because they need to, in terms of just filling a void to feel better without actually being better, that's when it becomes... A crutch, much like you know, drugs and alcohol do. Man, I don't have all the time in the world here. If I want to be a professional bluegrass musician, I felt like I had to take a very like strategic approach, just trying to get rid of the barriers and, and figure out what those barriers were. The feelings still come, and I have to reckon with that, but I think I have better ways of moving forward and not being stuck, which I think was the killer for me. Catch all that and so much more on the new season of Inside the Musician's Brain.